When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning, everybody. Random Sunday morning stream for Spike Week. I think we're going to be doing some more of these Sunday morning drafts for throughout the next couple months. We have our iced coffee from Mary Lou's. I forgot to put my straw on it. So as the intro video plays, I will be doing that. Let's go. All right, now we're ready. We have our Mary Lou's. We have our draft board. Chat is already popping off. Jose is in here. He's ready. Jason's in here. He says, let's do this. Brian Adams says, let's go, degenerates. And then Morgan says, teach me how to win this thing. And I'm going to be honest, Morgan, we're going to be working through this together. I've only done one of these this year so far. So this is only going to be our second uh super flex draft i find these very interesting i'm still figuring my way through attacking these i think quarterback does at one point get a little too overvalued draft position really matters in this on how you build your team so without further ado let's share our screen and let's get into it um, we are not going to be using the ooh, as this doesn't work on my end great we're not going to be using the overlay today just because I don't have enough data right now to even like show you guys anything. And I need to be on Google Chrome for some other stuff today. But we're in, we are waiting for eight people. So as we wait for eight people, we'll take a sip of coffee. And this is filling fast. So if you're coming in, um, jump in. Ooh, Easter Bunny knows all about Mary Lou's. For me, it's the Funky Fanabla. We do the Funky Fanabla with milk and sugar. No whipped cream on top because that's just as great as whipped cream is. It just it causes a mess. I want the lid. So we go with the lid. Good morning, B. Kurt. You're in here as well. Let's do some drafting. Let's get this phone away from the mic. Um, what did we pull? Probably something bad. It looks like we pulled something bad. We pulled the 12 position. Uh, I agree. The peanut butter, wonderful, is also good. I make sure I get a little bit extra, a little extra mocha in there. I have to have mocha in my coffee because I'm a child. And I like for my coffee to have chocolate in it. And that's just who I am. Morgan got the third spot. Hart has spot number nine. We're drafting from the 12 spot, which makes the quarterback talk interesting when we get there. Um, it is one of the spots that we might go double QB, but we'll see. We'll see what's available um, as we get there. As this draft starts on a Sunday, what have you guys been watching this weekend? We watching some, We oh, this is a full friends and family draft, huh? Jason and the four, Jonathan and the eight, Brian and the five. Just about everybody in here is is watching the stream. So we can have some fun together on a Sunday morning. And again, I think 
the plan is going to be doing some more Sunday morning streams throughout the year leading up to the football season. And, uh, yeah. So what have we been watching? Did we watch the college basketball games last night? Did we watch WrestleMania? I was checking in on both. I had a six sweat on that San Diego state money line as part of a five team parlay that ended up hitting which was real nice. We made a lot of money betting on sports last night from what um from UConn and San Diego State winning as well as them hitting some point totals. And I had UConn first half as well, so it was a five team parlay that hit hit some round robins last night. Been having some fun sports betting in Massachusetts even though I've been doing well. Probably going to cool it a little bit because my bread and butter is football. Uh, but basketball has been a lot of fun to bet on. I don't know if I like betting on baseball, as Pete Rose would say. So as we look, we see a lot of these quarterbacks go. We're looking at players like Jamar Chase, Christian McCaffrey, Dak Prescott still on board. We're going to be double tapping a couple things here. All right, so for me, I think the easy play here is we take Jamar Chase, we take Dak Prescott, because we don't want to get fully locked out at QB, um, which is a little bit unfortunate. If we look at the QB market right now, what's left is Prescott, Daniel Jones, Kirk Cousins, Aaron Rodgers, Jared Goff, and I'm pretty confident that a lot of those players would not make it back to us in this spot, in the spot we're going to be coming up in the third round with a 12th pick. So we'll take Jamar Chase, we'll take Dak Prescott, and we'll build from there. But getting Jamar Chase at 112 is fun. Uh, Al says he appreciates the early Sunday stream. Al, I appreciate you joining both the Spike Week and Hometown Ghost Story streams. There's a lot of fun. A lot of different things that we do <laughs> between the two different ones. But Al gets to experience it all because he joins me on Spike Week. He joins me on Hometown Ghost Stories. So we get to do some different types of content. Beachhead's in the chat saying good morning. Good morning to Beachhead. Let's pull up the board and start looking at this. So as we look at the board in the first round, let me uh, let's pull it up like this. There was only two non-QBs taken in the first round of the Superflex, which was Justin Jefferson at the 109 and us taking Jamar Chase at the 112. Other than that, we saw quarterbacks all the way up to two ago in the first round. And then we took Dak from the first pick in the second round. We're starting to see that flatten out a bit in the second, but players such as Aaron Rodgers, who usually goes, what, 10th, 11th, 12th round in that wheelhouse, is going in the second round right now. And I understand it, but I think you can still build some teams with an early and late quarterback. And perhaps it's something we try to do here. We'll see what's on the board when it gets back to us. Um, the ADPs were a little weird on this. The first day that it launched, they had, I believe, Stefan Diggs and A.J. Brown ADP above Jamar Chase. I think that's fixed itself since then, but it was a way to get Jamar Chase. And the one draft that I did a little bit later than I expected, I think I got him in the second round. It was a, it was a fun team. I missed out on that team doing one thing, just trying to get – a quarterback late and I just pushed it too far and didn't get it. But I ended up with, I think, I think I got a Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase stack 
in that one, if I recall correctly. I think I had the four pick. Four or five went Joe Burrow, went Jamar Chase. And yeah. Rodgers usually goes fourth. Um, I don't think so. I can't imagine Rodgers going over the likes of Joe Burrow, Justin Fields, Justin Herbert, Trevor Lawrence, Lamar Jackson. Um, oh, you mean fourth round. Sorry. Yeah, no, that makes that makes sense. It, it does feel early for the super flex. People are, people are scared of getting locked out at double QB, and I don't think you have to be. I like how if we look in as my mouse cursor doesn't show, but the third, fourth, and fifth names are all jumbled up on this. Yeah, I caught that as I was reading it. Sorry, Target Heart, Target Hog. I thought we were talking about the fourth overall for a second. Obviously, the fourth round makes a lot more sense on that. But yeah, the QBs do go early. This was something we noticed last year. So I think if you plan a strategy of attack for these drafts, you can build some really, really nice teams that others just wouldn't be able to build. So we're seeing some of the first and second round players, such as like Garrett Wilson, Bijan, Devontae Adams, go in the third round. And then Jared Goff goes for a second quarterback. And this is kind of why I grabbed Dak, Pres- Dak Prescott, because I, I knew one of these tier of guys was going to be gone. It's not that you want to grab Dak Prescott in the second, but again, it is a super flex contest. So figuring out how we want to attack these situations is going to be crucial for super flex. And we are going to be coming back on the clock here. So... If we look at quarterbacks that are available right now, it's like Geno Smith, Russell Wilson, Derek Carr, and we're going to be drafting the double tap at the 3, 12, and 11. And I don't think we're going to go with a quarterback here. I think I want to grab Tony Pollard to go with Dak Prescott. And what else do we want to do here? I think I'm going to grab Brees Hall as well. Um... Or do I want to grab Nick Chubb? Let's grab Pollard and let's figure out what we want to do here with Chubb or Brees Hall. These players are kind of the same for me at this spot. I'm usually taking Brees Hall over Chubb in general, but let's go ahead and let's take Chubb and build a 2RB, one wide receiver, one quarterback. So we got Prescott. Pollard, Nick Chubb, Jamar Chase, which I like. And we'll we'll pull the board back up here and see what's popping off. So we see Russell Wilson go in the fourth. And I agree, this is usually the Aaron Rodgers area, right, where you see Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, Geno Smith go third, fourth round. But I'm fine. I'm fine with waiting on a second QB. Uh, We can just strengthen our wide receiver and running back depth. Instead of, you know, hoping Russell Wilson is decent. Will he be decent? Maybe. We'll see. A uh, thing I was thinking about this morning, for some reason, was the Las Vegas Raiders and what I'm going to do with the Raiders based on what I think that offense is going to do this year. 
I don't think Josh Jacobs is worth the second round investment. This is I'm talking regular drafts um, that he's normally going and Garoppolo being the quarterback. Devonte Adams is still going to be fantasy viable, but is he first round viable is what I was questioning. And as I talked about last year, sometimes I'm looking to throw away like four offenses, maybe five if possible that I'm just like, I'm not drafting any of these players. Last year, it was the Saints. Slight miss on Alave, but I don't think if you if you had 0% Alave, you weren't completely upset. So he was the only guy that, you know, would have made a difference with the Saints last year. This year, I might throw away the Raiders. I might not take any of the Las Vegas Raiders. Superflex might be different. Garoppolo becomes a little more viable in a spot like that if you get him. But in regular drafts, I just don't see the merit of drafting a team that I think is going to really struggle offensively. I don't think they're going to be high-powered. Devontae Adams is Devontae Adams until he's not. And he's getting older, but he could be fine still. But the talent that you're drafting around him, I kind of like a little bit better, and I like their offenses. And sometimes a tiebreaker for me is, which offense do I think is going to score more points? It boils it down to the simplest form of analytics. But, I mean, if a team is going to score, I'm just throwing random numbers out there, 60 touchdowns and another team's going to score 40, you know, your odds increase on the guy that's going to be on the team that scores 60 touchdowns. He's just going to score more, theoretically. There's outliers, of course. But that is, uh, that's the way I'm going to be looking at the Raiders. Some other offenses I need to figure out what I'm going to do with. There's some big question marks out there. We really need to see what's going to shake out in Denver. I know they're saying they're not going to trade their wide receivers, but, man, it could be it could be messy over there. So we're going to be back on the clock shortly for our fifth and sixth round picks. And we still see some names on the board that we do like. So we'll be grabbing some of those probably. Um, got one more pick in front of us. We just saw Calvin Ridley, TJ Hawkinson, Amari Cooper. And for me, I think D hop in the fifth round, we're really hoping for a trade here is an easy smash. And I think pairing him with either Mike Williams or Drake London is where I'd want to go here. So we're going to grab D hop. I really, really like Drake London this year. I think Atlanta is coming up a little bit. I'm still holding out hope for the Lamar trade. And I think he just bolsters having a number one wide receiver like Drake London. He can definitely do some things there. But let's grab Mike Williams. I think having a wide receiver core, Jamar Chase, DeAndre Hopkins, and Mike Williams to start is pretty good, along with having Prescott, Pollard, and Chubb do like this start that we have here where do you guys like the draft in the super flex do you like to be closer to the front of the draft do you like to be towards the back um this might be one of the rare formats that being in the middle might be the best let's look at some of these middle teams that started off so you had teams start like trevor lawrence and travis kelsey from the eight spot Herbert, Aaron Rodgers from the seven. I don't love that. Lamar, Jonathan Taylor from the six. The fifth spot had Justin Fields and Stefan Diggs. 
Fourth was Joe Burrow, AJ Brown. And uh, the nine spot went with Justin Jefferson, Kirk Cousins. I just think it's too early for Kirk Cousins, even if it is super flex. I probably would have grabbed Daniel Jones over that spot if I had to grab a quarterback. But that's the problem with not taking a quarterback in the first two. Uh, Target says that they like the front. They like the front of the draft. Jason likes the top four spots to get an elite QB. Frees you up to go a few different directions for team format. This I agree with. I do like having one of those top four or five picks um, to do some of the things I like to do. Like I'm fine with having Mahomes through Fields. Definitely fine with having Mahomes through Burrow. And as we shrink it down even more, getting one of those top three picks I think is vital because you look at the combinations that these guys got. Hurts and Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones may be a little too early for the second round, but if you're going to pair Hurts with a quarterback, Daniel Jones is a great one to do it with. Josh Allen gets Cooper Cup and Bijan Robinson as their second and third round picks in this draft, and Mahomes gets CD and Garrett Wilson, and then comes back with Ramondre in the fourth round. I love it. Yeah, I think the front end is the way to go here. Um, how does it change for me that in underdog Superflex, only starting two wide receivers instead of three? So it really depends on your build, right? If you're pushing your second QB, then you're almost drafting like you're drafting a regular team because you're looking to fill on that super flex spot as well as a regular flex. So you can still be pounding wide receiver. If you do get two early QBs, then at that point, you might be balancing your running backs and wide receivers a little more based on how you start your draft. I know we like to go like seven, eight, nine wide receivers, but when theoretically only two of them might be starting, if you're drafting late, then um, I might be balancing a little bit more than I do in other formats. We'll see what we do with this draft, though, because we've only drafted one quarterback, and we do have a flex and a super flex to fill out. So we still might be looking to start four wide receivers with this team on a majority of weeks especially when we start with three pretty relatively good wide receivers that can put up quarterback comparable numbers um, almost on a week-to-week basis, not quite. So that's the those are the thought processes, right, that we have to be thinking through with Superflex. I'm the first to tell you that Superflex is not my specialty by far, but it is a game that I am working through a bit. So... What do we have here? We can go with an elite tight end if we would like. We look at the QBs. The QBs are just a disaster at this point. Uh, Let's scroll down a bit. Let's see what we got. So I do like grabbing Kyle Pitts here sometimes. Um, I know I want Chris Godwin. So I'm going to grab Godwin, and we're going to talk about that strategy that we just did where we're trying to balance out our wide receivers and running backs. So I'm going to look at the RBs. I like Dobbins. I like DeAndre Swift. I'm starting to think Mixon might be a gigantic value in the seventh and eighth round here if he goes back to Cincinnati. So I think as much as I love DeAndre Swift this year, 
I'm going to grab Mixon to go with my Pollard and Nick Chubb start. Um, gives us some more of that Cincinnati offense, probably, if Mixon is still on the team. And I'm starting to think more and more that he's going to be. So through eight rounds, our team is Dak Prescott, Tony Pollard, Nick Chubb, Joe Mixon, Jamar Chase, DeAndre Hopkins, Mike Williams, and Chris Gardwin. Chris Gardwin. Gardwin. Godwin. Sunday morning stuff, right? Exciting time of year for sports, isn't it? When you have pretty much all sports except for football firing, but the football stuff is still interesting because we still have trades and the draft coming up and we're waiting for that schedule to come out to start correlating our week 17 stuff. Um, so if March Madness. The men's and women's tournament has been fun. I forget her name, but the girl dropping like 40 points a game over in the women's tournament is bonkers. So it's a fun time of year for sports. I still prefer football season. Give me give me the part of year where it's football, basketball, hockey. Not a giant baseball guy, personally. Base, I will say I watched some of the Red Sox game the other day. And as a super casual baseball watcher, uh, thank you, Easter Bunny. Caitlin Clark is the girl I was looking for from Iowa. She is bonkers. Uh, as a super casual baseball watcher where I just do not watch baseball, I am more likely to watch any other sport. The pitch clock thing is an amazing improvement. And I'm sure there's baseball purists that absolutely hate it. But for someone that finds the game of baseball to be <laughs> relatively boring, adding a pitch clock and making them have to actually throw the ball in a standard amount of time makes it a vastly more watchable product. Not that I'm going to watch a lot more, but if someone's like, let's watch a Red Sox game, I might be able to watch it. I still like going to baseball games. I mean, I'm fortunate and unfortunate enough to be able to go to Fenway, which, you know, the history and everything is great. But if you've never been to Fenway Park, Fenway Park is a dump. It is not a, it's not a great ballpark to spectate from. I've had seats that basically face behind the field. It, it just, the seating there is garbage a lot of the time. I've had great seats too, but. There are some seats in that ballpark that you sit down and you're like, what were they thinking when they designed this in 1492 when Christopher Columbus landed in Boston, Massachusetts on the Mayflower? Um, I can't wait to get called out for that sentence for people that think that I was actually serious. I've not been to Coors Field Denver dog. That is not a baseball field. I actually think the only baseball park I've been to is Fenway. I don't think I've been, have I been to a major league game anywhere else? I've been to basketball games, other places. I've only been to Gillette for football, um, but I've been to Dallas and San Antonio for NBA games as well as Boston, obviously. Uh, we are going to be on the clock here in a second. So I think we're going to go 
back to balancing both wide receivers and running backs here. In terms of what's out there, we're looking at players like Cam Akers, Javante Williams, Tyler Algier, and I do like Tyler Algier. I am intrigued by Cam Akers this year, though, with what he was able to put together at the end of the last season. So I am going to grab Cam right now, and I think when it comes to wide receiver, um, there is a clear, clear gap. To me, after Cortland Sutton, I know some are cutting it off after Rashad Bateman. So I think grabbing Gabe Davis here, we've had all of our Gabe Davis discussions, but as a fifth wide receiver in Superflex, I do like that spot. So we're going to go ahead and grab Gabe Davis, add him to the squad. So right now we have a one four five build, uh, one four five zero to be completely transparent. I've not grabbed a tight end yet. We have plans for tight end though. We have plans for the rest of the draft, but I do like the way that this build is starting. Um, it is a 20 round draft. So that gives you that flexibility again to do some things. I'm going to drink some more coffee real quick. I will mute my microphone so you don't have to hear me. Question in the chat is if I am the only one QB team so far, let's uh, let's gander. So we see team one with Mahomes and Lance. Team two has Josh Allen and Mac Jones. Team three has Hertz and Daniel Jones. Team four has two with Burrow and Love. Five is Fields and Carr. Six is Lamar and Goff. Seven has three at least already with Herbert Rogers, Kyler. And then your first wide receiver in that spot is Chris Olave and then Isaiah Pacheco. I think you're just kind of hurting yourself in that spot. Teammate has Trevor Lawrence, Anthony Richardson, Kenny Pickett. Um, team nine has Kirk Cousins and Bryce Young. Team 10 has Deshaun, Russell Wilson, Jimmy Garoppolo. Then we see Tua and Geno Smith with team 11. And then we are the only single QB team left. And again, I'm okay with it. Uh, I'm just going to build my team a little bit different than everybody else. Again, we're looking at hitting spike weeks on players for that super flex spot. We can probably do so. And I still think that there is some QB value to be found later in the draft. Uh, Perhaps next round. We don't know. We'll figure it out. But yes, as of now, we are the only one QB team. Sorry, I took the board away. I'm the worst. Going one or zero QB. Um, There's there's a possibility we get locked out of QB. I don't think we will. I think this is a format that you can take some backups as well and be okay with it. There's some other guys that I'm okay with taking still that are on the board. Uh, We might take them in this next couple rounds. We'll see. We'll gander. We'll do some gandering. We are starting to see a tier of players overall that I'm not completely in love with. Like we see in James Conner. I do like James Cook and Zay Flowers, but if we're being honest, these are, you know, Will Levis, Ryan Tannehill, who I have no desire for. Um, 
Yeah, Superflex is a little bit different Denver dog than the rest. It it's uh it's a mind melt experiment. I think a lot of people just based off of watching drafts just get overly excited about QB and push some names up too far. Obviously every quarterback should be pushed up, but to the extent some get pushed up to me is just not worth foregoing some other value. Like I said yesterday, we got I think I got Jamar Chase in the second round, which I think is silly. So we do see like a Baker Mayfield still on the board with the QB. Um, I'm probably going to hold off one more time here. And I'm going to grab, as we scroll through, I'm going to grab Damian Harris. We're going to bet some more on Buffalo here. And since I don't love a lot, let's look look at the quarterbacks again. So we're seeing Baker, who might be starting in Tampa. Uh, Do we want to grab Baker? You know what? It's gross. But if they don't trade anyone and Baker gets the job, 12th round Baker Mayfield just feels really gross, though. Let's do it. This might be my only Baker Mayfield share this entire offseason, but if Tampa doesn't trade players, which would be baffling, which would just be absolutely baffling to me, um, we will have a Baker-Chris Godwin stack at least. Rob thinks that the QBs, Rob B, not just Rob C, thinks that the QBs are way overpushed. And everybody in the chat is very upset that I took Damian Harris. They all wanted to Harris to fall. Uh, Jonathan, yeah, that's exactly what we were talking about. Baker with Godwin could be correlation. My Godwin picks are generally still based on hoping that he gets traded, to be completely honest. That's what I would prefer happen with the Chris Godwin situation. But yes, if he doesn't get traded, we can... We can shit on Tampa all we want. They're not going to be great, but they have enough pieces there offensively still, even without Tom Brady, to turn it around a bit. They led the league in pass attempts last year. Well, I believe they led the league in pass attempts last year. I think Brady had the most pass attempts offhand. Um, Sorry, let me put this board back on. I don't think that's going to repeat, but I don't think they're not going to be a top 10 and pass attempts with the offense as constructed. You have Mike Evans, you have Chris Godwin, you have Rashad White, right? They're going to still want to throw the football here and there. They're not going to turn to the 1970s steel curtain run game of the Pittsburgh Steelers where they're just run, 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 running, or the, you know, the 1967 Green Bay Packers. They are still going to throw the ball Will they throw it well is the question. So I, I'm i sort of out on Tampa, but I'm not completely out on Tampa. They're not a team that I'm going to completely throw away. And honestly, if you drafted Tampa properly last year, you could have won best ball mania, right? Brady was, was the quarterback you wanted in week 17, and Mike Evans was the wide receiver. So I'm not saying that's going to happen again this year. It's more likely to not happen, but I think the offense could still be – they looked bad last year. 
a lot of the time, but I think there are reasons to be a smidge like this much optimistic about them. So we are seeing people like Sky Moore. Um, Tennessee is the other team I'm throwing out this year, guys. I know I'm probably throwing out the Raiders. I'm definitely throwing away the Tennessee Titans this year. I just can't imagine that team doing anything offensively. The fair is like a Derrick Henry 30-burger week 17 or something like that. We see the schedule come out, and they're playing like Houston. And then you go, oh, shit, maybe I got to draft some Derrick Henry. But other than that, Traylon Burks, you want to draft them, but who's throwing the ball? Tannehill? Tannehill didn't look great last year. I don't know. Tennessee feels like a team to just to just bypass this year. They really feel bottom of the bin in terms of offense in this coming year. All right. So right now we have a two five five zero build, which we're fine with. We're gonna look at some wideouts. We see Jalen Hyatt, who I don't hate but don't love. Um we are actually going to grab a stack right here. I would love to grab MVS, right? That would be my preferred mode to go here. But we're going to grab two guys that are potentially st- – I mean, I like Alec Pierce enough. And then for our third QB, we're going to grab Minshew, who I think is, in my opinion, right now, the best late-value quarterback. Now, Indy could draft the guy. But I also think there's a potential that Gardner Minshew starts the entire season in Indianapolis. So I think being able to bet on Baker Mayfield and Gardner Minshew to go with like a Dak Prescott is an ideal build. We'll stack him with Alec Pierce so we get that stack. So we do have some sort of stack for everybody that we have in the quarterback room right now. And just like that, we kind of turn that QB position around. Minshew is a guy you can play with fire. In these drafts, his ADP right now is 208. Doesn't mean he's going 208. So I think that there was potential he could have gone. I could have reached a little too early here. I could have double-tapped wide receiver if I really wanted to maybe. But just to be comfortable with my QB room, when I'm reaching for a QB, I'd rather be reaching in round 14 than in round 3. So we'll reach for Gardner Minshew here and uh, stack up this QB room with three quarterbacks. And we still have potential to add a fourth. I don't know if I want to. I have theories on what I'd like to do with that spot, Um, but we'll see. We'll see what, what falls to us as we go down the list after our next couple. Actually, let's go ahead and let's just, sorry, guys, let's update the team right now. So that the people listening know, we have Dak Prescott, Baker Mayfield, Gardner Minshew uh, at quarterback. At running back, we have Tony Pollard, Nick Chubb, Joe Mixon, Cam Akers, Damian Harris. And at wide receiver, we have Jamar Chase, DeAndre Hopkins, Mike Williams, Chris Godwin, Gabe Davis, Alec Pierce, and we still yet to have a tight end. So I'm kind of okay with how this is shaking out right now. And we'll be looking... To see what we do for the rest of the draft. We have five more picks left. Um, I do like the way things are stacking up for us. 
as we as we go through this super flex. How do you guys like Sunday mornings? Are we pressing the like button? Are you helping us out? I don't have the YouTube feed up, so I can't see what you guys are doing. Likewise, I hope you're helping out. We want to pay the bills. And what are your Sunday plans? Are you guys watching sports today? Are you just doing some drafts and then going out? The weather's starting to get better. Let me know in the chat what we're doing this Sunday morning, Sunday afternoon. Personally, I have a lot of work to do today. I'm going to be producing the baseball show for Roto-Grinders in a couple hours. I'll be producing the basketball show tonight around 5. I don't even remember. I have to look at a schedule. At some point tonight, I'll be producing the basketball show. And I have to write about a haunted house because this is my week to do the video for Hometown Ghost Stories. So it is a busy, busy day of work for me, and I'm probably going to be watching WrestleMania later and possibly playing a poker tournament. Brian's got to strip some window paint. That's not fun. Jonathan's doing some drafts a bit and uh, working as well. Uh, welcome to the Sunday grind of working, Jonathan. Rob's smoking some weed, watching some NASCAR, doing some baseball lineups, some hockey lineups, work and making ribs. Are you bringing me all of the ribs? Because food is not a thing I've thought of for this afternoon. So I got to figure out what I'm going to do for food today. I did buy some chicken wings yesterday and I do have some Velveeta. Um... Felix is in the chat. He's watching NASCAR and then playing Luigi, Luigi's Mansion 3 and then watching WrestleMania with his son later. Uh, if you watched WrestleMania last night, I thought it was a really solid show. We are on the clock, so we'll come back to this discussion. Um, so what I want to do here is I think I want to grab Taji Spears. But I also want to start grabbing some tight ends, and we are going to grab, we're doing a lot of dart throws here, so what we're going to do for tight end, we're going to grab Spears for RB, we're going to grab Jake Ferguson for our tight end from Dallas, and right now we have a 3-6-6-1 build with four picks left. So I do like that. I do like stacking our tight end with our quarterback. So we get Jake Ferguson with Dak Prescott. Not too bad. Rob's going to bring me all of the ribs, which is great. I'll tell you what. You bring the ribs. I'll cook the Velveeta, and we'll have a nice little uh, Sunday meal. Beachhead says that it's dad season. Is there an off-season for being a dad? Are you like, ah, sorry, kids. It's February to November. Dad season's over. I'll see you in seven or eight months. Bye. <laughs> um, hopefully not. Let's hope that's not the actual season going on over there. Are we excited about best ball this year, by the way? I mean, we were excited last year. 
and the game grew so much. I mean, I have talks with Eric behind the scenes about like what we think this year is going to be. And it's just the popularity is exploding. It's so great to see. I love that we were able to get into this a little bit early and have some fun with it. I think we're going to be doing an announcement for something coming in the summer this week. If I uh, get that together, just a lot of fun going on with best ball overall. And it was fun watching uh, Pat Curran win best ball mania, not in the manner that I'm sure he wanted to with the, the Bengals bills game, but honestly, great guy, well-deserved champion of best ball mania. Did he deserve to win the spike week championship is the question though. I don't think he did. I think that it was a fluke. I think that him beating 400,000 people is fine, but him beating me in a 12 person tournament is complete bullshit. And if we're going to be honest, I'm coming after Pat Curry this year in the Royal Rumble. So I want that title back here. I might have one here on display just to show what we're playing for throughout the year. But I want to actually win the title, become the Spike Week champion. And uh, as nice of a guy as Pat is, I actually got to go out and hang out with Pat a couple weeks ago in Manhattan. Great guy. I'm still going to murder him this year for the Spike Week Championship. So, sorry to Pat. Sorry to anyone that is in that Royal Rumble because I'm coming hard um, for everybody. Don't clip that. All right. We are seeing this little pocket I like of the draft, by the way, when you can grab like Tyquan Thornton, Kendra Miller, Marvin Mims, some guys that you can take some shots on. Really like what you see happening when you get to this part, um, which is good and bad because that shows that we might be getting locked on some players a little bit too much. But I've never been shy to say that I'm more than happy to go overweight on a couple guys throughout the year. So I'm not 100% sure who those guys are going to be this year. We're still workshopping ADPs and stuff like that, but we'll see. We're on the clock again here, and we see some of these tight ends that were on the clock before. Excuse me, stay on the clock now as we scroll through. Um, let's continue to bet on this Cincinnati offense. Let's grab Irv Smith as a tight end. And what do we want to do as well? Let's look at some tight ends. And let's just go ahead and grab Jelani Woods as well. Let's grab three tight ends here and stack up some more Gardner Minshew so that we have Jelani Woods and Jake Ferguson stacks. We have a big bet on Cincinnati, even though we don't have Joe Burrow. I'm pretty happy with that. Uh, again, we're just betting on good offenses. Who are some of the guys that I was overweight on last year? So uh, there were three guys in particular that I was really overweight on. We're talking close to 50% or even a little over 50%. I was overweight a ton on Patrick Mahomes. I thought fifth round Mahomes was 
just a silly value based on what was going around him in that spot. So I was hammering Mahomes. I was hammering a lot of Jalen Hurts as well, but Mahomes, as I, others can attest to you in the chat, I had about 50%. Christian Kirk was another guy that I was overweight on in the seventh or eighth round. I thought people were undervaluing his move over to Jacksonville. So I was grabbing him a ton. I had a good 40% of him. I tried to leave the majority of drafts with one of the two Eagles wide receivers, either AJ Brown, I thought was undervalued in that second, third round range. I also thought that Devonta Smith was an extreme undervalue. So I had a lot of them. I was plus 20% on those two guys. And the other guy I had a lot of that, which was actually a miss um, to stack with Mahomes was MVS in that 10th round area for the majority of the year. It was a miss. We saw the potential in the playoffs of what could happen with MVS, so I don't regret it. We knew what kind of player he was. But, yeah, there was there was a lot of uh, things that could have went better with MVS. Jose is saying he can't quit redraft, but with best ball fantasy football season is now year long. It is. Football is a year-long thing. So the funny thing is, since we're just kind of like having a Sunday breakfast together, what I can, sorry guys, I should have the board up. We're just kind of chilling today though. Um, some some of the stuff that we were, that we talk about behind the scenes with us is in terms of strictly football, our quote-unquote off-season is a few week window when the NFL season actually starts like week one to three or four before those resurrection drafts come in. Right. Because for these best ball tournaments, the big boards there in February. So we're already doing content for that. We're doing content for a Superflex big board right now. I'm sure they're getting ready to draft launch some other big board tournament before the draft. And then we're going to be into best ball mania. And then we get that little window of breathing, but I'm doing, you know, Sunday shows for football. So there is kind of no off season for football anymore. It's exciting. It's nice. Um, but you do got to remember to breathe sometimes as well. Like you have to take a step back and everyone should remember to take a step back here and there. So I'm probably a little weak at running back wide receiver. Um, Michael Carter might be a play here where he's fallen so late. Don't love him or anything like that. Um, what else do we want to do here? We'll grab Michael Carter. And I'm probably going to grab Boutte for a wide out. But I just want to see. The other play would be to grab Kate Otten for a fourth tight end i don't think i want to do that in this super flex contest though i'm not touching any of these qbs i don't think Mariota is a bad play though so if you want to like grab a 20th round flyer for us i think would be kyle trask and i think it would be marcus Mariota, who i think can just be a guy to get you some fantasy points especially with hurts potentially you know if anything happens like last year you'd love to have Marcus Mariota. So I think for us having Baker, I don't hate 
grabbing Kyle Trask. I know stack like handcuffing some people isn't their thing, but when you're handcuffing in the 20th round, it's not a thing that I hate doing. It just makes sure that we're having the Tampa Bay QB theoretically, unless they draft somebody, but I don't think they're going to. So I think if you can grab both Baker and Kyle Trask, you're just making sure you get those fantasy points from the Tampa Bay QB. Uh, Marcus Mariota, again, I think is he's the backup on a team that has offensive firepower that puts up points. If Jalen Hurts gets hurt or sits out games, you can get some production from Mariota. So, again, if I'm taking Jalen Hurts in the first round, I don't hate handcuffing Mariota in the 20th round. You're already taking shots. You're already throwing darts in the 20th round of a draft. Like we're looking at like Robert Woods, Hunter Henry, Gus Edwards, James Robinson, right? So why not? Um, yeah, I, I missed it as well. I did not get into the undercat. I didn't even see it, to be honest with you. Brian quit two of his four redraft leagues last year. Best ball for life. I So for a redraft for me, I'm only in the one that I've run for about 12 years. And I was in Scott Fishbowl last year, and I made it to the semifinals of Scott Fishbowl. It was open for only eight hours yesterday. Well, I think that was just like a little fun tournament. All right. Um, so we have a few minutes. Let's go through our team and then we'll uh, check our other Superflex team. So for this team that we drafted on stream, we have Dak Prescott, Baker Mayfield, Gardner Minshew at QB. We have Pollard, Nick Chubb, Joe Mixon, Cam Akers, Damian Harris, Taji Spears, and Michael Carter at running back. Jamar Chase, DeAndre Hopkins, Mike Williams, Chris Godwin, Gabe Davis, Alec Pierce, Kayshawn Boudier. And tight end is Jake Ferguson, Irv Smith, Jelani Woods. Uh, Jonathan says that he got some good stacks at the eight spot. Let's go ahead and let's look at your team. So you want where Trevor Lawrence, Anthony Richardson, Kenny Pickett, Andy Dalton. Um, you got Kenneth Walker, Travis Etienne, Tyler Algier, Kamara, Tank Bigsby, Chuba, and Dearness Johnson. Alvin Kamara is a guy that I am going to want to talk a lot about going in the future notoriously out on the saints last year but i think they're starting to turn that around slightly and if people are scared of a six game suspension and we're getting a real late kamara could be a good thing could be dust so you're stacking ridley with trevor lawrence which is fun any other jacksonville jaguars just etn that's a fun jacksonville stack um kenny pickett you have george pickens which is a good stack to have, I think. Richardson is obviously a rookie. And did you get any Carolina wideouts? You didn't, but I think that's fine. I think you're just, oh, you got Shuba Hubbard to go with that. Not a bad. Thoughts on the four team? Um, I did like that A team, four team. So you got Joe Burrow, Jordan Love, Desmond Ritter. I think that's a solid two and three QB for a quarterback stack. Everyone was in this draft. We'll go over everyone's team. Then you got Saquon, Jameer Gibbs, Rashad White, Deontay Foreman, Zach Evans, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Um, running back feels fine. feels like maybe one more name, but 
Let's see. Mm, probably fine. AJ Brown, T. Higgins, Jackson Smith, Romeo Dubs, Jalen Hyatt, DJ Chark, Marvin Mims, Mac Hollins. So you get Ritter stacked up with Mac Hollins, which I think is fine. Um, you have Jordan Love stacked up with Dubs, which is probably fine. And Burrow, you only got T. We kind of probably stole some of those Cincinnati guys from you. Get some single stacks. Maybe you should have tried to get Irv Smith or something. I don't think it's massively important, but maybe I would have tried to. Maybe you'll be hitting on some of these rookies to go to the teams you want them to go to. I think the team overall is fine. It feels like it's missing something. I just can't pinpoint it. Maybe it's missing one more RB. I just don't know where you would have got them. To be completely fair. Uh, let's see who else. So that was what? That was team four. Team three is saying that they're dust. Well, they went Hurts, Daniel Jones, Matt Stafford. Oh, do we need to grab Matt Stafford there when we're grabbing Hurts and Jones? I haven't even seen the rest of the team. Feels like we could have pushed Stafford to get one of those later quarterbacks. Um, Najee, Damian Pierce, Brian Robinson, Sean Tucker, Kendra Miller, Josh Kelly. Maybe this is what we're talking about. Maybe you could have grabbed a uh, running back in the 70 range instead of grabbing that third quarterback. Uh, then we have Devonta Adams, Devonta Smith, Mike Evans, Rashad Bateman, Zay Flowers. So you get a good double stack with Hertz. Um, you do stack up Tyler Higby there, Paris Campbell to go with your Daniel Jones. I think I wouldn't have grabbed Stafford in this one, personally. I think you just have enough at QB with these two that I probably don't even draft another QB if I'm going to put that much value. And if I am going to draft another one, it's probably very late. It might even be that 20th round uh, Marcus Mariota to just kind of make sure I have that Philly QB scoring when I'm going first. I don't mind handcuffing the 20th personally. That's just who I am as a person. I don't hate the team. I think it's missing. I think this really hurt you personally. I think Stafford, the 70 overall pick with Stafford probably hurt a lot. Um, who else wants to be seen? Nine, nine wants to be, everybody wants to be seen, which is fine. Kirk Cousins, Bryce Young, Ryan Tannehill. I mean, I felt like the Kirk Cousins pick was early. I know I already remember that you did this to stack Jefferson. I think there was better quarterbacks at the time, but let's we'll go through the whole team. So we had Cousins, Bryce Young, Ryan Tannehill, which I don't think is terrible. Obviously, I don't like Tennessee, but late round Tannehill. Uh, Brees Hall, Aaron Jones, Javante Williams, Elijah Mitchell, Leonard Fournette, Dwayne McBride, and Jarek McKinnon for RBs. Seems mostly fine. Interested to see what happens with Fournette this year. Jefferson, Amon Ra, Traylon Burks, Donovan Peoples-Jones, MVS, Nico Collins, John Mechie, McCole Harbin. So we are trying to get Brees, Bryce Young to Houston which makes a lot of sense. I do like the team. I do like this team overall. This is a pretty solid team. I can't really trash this one. 
So we did the nine. Who else wanted to go here? Easter Bunny is at 10. Did we go over 10? Let's go. Let's see 10. We did not go over 10. So 10 is Deshaun Watson at the 110. Russell Wilson, Jimmy Garoppolo, Hendon Hooker. For your QBs, Christian McCaffrey, DeAndre Swift, Zach Charbonnet, Raheem Mostert, Jalen Warren, Chase Brown. Very, very solid RB room. I think this is a good hodgepodge of QBs. I don't know if I would have went with either Wilson or Garoppolo. I might have pushed one. I don't think it's terrible. Jalen Waddle, Amari Cooper, Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton. Oh, you get the double stack with Denver. You get the Amari Cooper stack. I do like that. You're stacking Jacoby Myers. I mean, it's a well-thought-out team. Um, I'll continue through, but Elijah Moore for the double stack, right? No, sorry. Deshaun Watson is just, uh, oh, yeah, Amari Cooper, Elijah Moore, double stack, Denver, double stack. Yeah, I mean, this team's good. Greg Dolchitz for Denver, Michael Mayer, Austin Hooper. I mean, it's it's a well-constructed team in the sense that you stacked it really well. I can't really fault you. You have some firepower at RB. I like the team overall. Um, and you're saying that you're considering Judy or something, maybe traded. Totally understand. But I think you did the right thing, double stacking them. I like. I mean, it's a fun team. It's definitely a first or last team. It feels like. Uh, let's see who else. Five spot. If I want to trash it. I mean, you started with Justin Fields at the five. I think is fine. You went with Derek Carr at pick forty-four. You grabbed Sam Howell at pick one twenty-five. I think those are all relatively fine. You get Austin Eckler, Dalvin Cook. I mean, how can we trash Dalvin Cook when we just don't know what's going on there? You get him after ADP. I think it's fine. J.K. Dobbins, Antonio Gibson, Kareem Hunt. I think you have some intriguing running backs. Diggs, D.J. Moore to stack fields. Drake London, I love this year. Um, I think Drake London is a candidate for me to be overweight on this year. Jahan Dotson, Michael Gallup, Tim Patrick, Van Jefferson, Claypool, Devonta Parker. I think you drop off drastically after London. I mean, Dotson's like in a league of his own, and then we are just hoping and praying for these last five wide receivers to contribute at all. Could be okay, though. I do think you have enough at the RB spot. And then you have Evan Ingram, Dawson Knox, Cole Komet. I, I think it's a fine team. Wide receiver does have a big drop-off. Am I as concerned that Lamar could hold out the entire year? I think it is an absolute possibility that Lamar holds out the entire year. Um, he has the mentality for it. He can tell teams, I want to get paid. You're either going to pay me or I'm not going to play. I think there's a lot of wrong going on on both sides. I think him the way he's trying to negotiate is probably not great. I understand like not wanting an agent in terms of like lower end players trying to save dollars and 10% or whatever it is that agents get of the contract. Lamar's trying to negotiate a multi, multi, multi year, millions and millions and millions and hundreds of million dollars deal. Get a goddamn agent, get an agent. Your position is too important. The amount of money you're able to make is too important. Get a guy that knows how to work these teams is what I would say. 
So that's what I would say about that. Um, I think we got everybody's team, right? If not, let me know. And what we'll do is I'll go back and we will look at, uh, let's go back and look at the first team I drafted. So we went, in this one, we had the five spot, and we got Joe Burrow at the five pick. I grabbed Andy Dalton and Sam Darnold as super-duper late QBs. Like I said, I pushed quarterback in this one. I grabbed Andy Dalton late. I grabbed Sam Darnold late. Um, Tony Pollard, DeAndre Swift, Tyler Algier, Alexander Madison, Rashawn Johnson, Kendra Miller. Okay, so I didn't grab – I didn't grab – what's his name? Like I thought – Jamar Chase. I thought I grabbed Chase. I grabbed Cooper Cup at pick 20, which still feels fine. I ended up getting T. Higgins a stack with Joe Burrow, so I'm fine with that. Calvin Ridley, Jamison Williams, Mike Evans, Jordan Addison, Tyler Boyd for the double stack, Alec Pierce. So Alec Pierce was me trying to grab Minshew again, and Minshew got sniped for me in this draft. I pushed him way too long. Um, I should have grabbed him when I wanted to. I grabbed Cole Komet, Trey McBride, No Gray as tight ends. Tight end room probably could have been shored up. I remember trying to get Irv Smith to go with Joe Burrow, but he got grabbed a lot earlier than I thought he was going to. So overall, not a greatly stacked team. It was trying to set up for other stacks. I did stack the guy that matters, though, which is Joe Burrow. I'm not trying to not stack Andy Dalton, but, like, whatever, right? Burrow was the guy I wanted to stack. So that was my first super flex team. Do I typically max out at three QBs in super flex? It really depends on what I have built. Last year I was doing some four QB builds, uh, specifically grabbing a fourth in the 20th round. Because if we're taking flyers in the 20th, generally it feels better to take it on. Last year for me it was Tyler Huntley, which, you know, he did play some games. He didn't look great. But we did get some some game value out of him, just not fantasy value. Uh, no problem, Brian. Glad you enjoyed the stream. And we'll end with this. How far do I push QB usually? I really think it depends where you start for the draft from. I think you have to see how the draft plays out. But I'm pushing QB really far, specifically if I take one of the early QBs, like when I took Barrow. I'm pushing that second QB because I think the rest of them are just getting overvalued. Um, Jonathan's having a hard time pushing past the seventh round if I only had one. If you get a top five pick, Jonathan, what I would suggest is make it a point, unless you get some crazy, crazy value to fall to you, make it a point to just grab one of those top five guys, top four guys, push QB till you get to that range where you can get like, I don't know, like a Gardner Minshew or something like that. I know I keep going to him, but I think he is like the best value late. Grab him like a round or two ahead of his current ADP because at that point, what does it matter anyways? Make sure you get him and then grab yourself a 20th round QB. And you could even, again, handcuff one of your early QBs if it makes sense. Mariota really makes sense in that spot. Um, Yeah, so... I think that's going to do it for this stream, guys. It was a lot of fun drafting. 
I enjoyed it. We will be back next Sunday. Hopefully the Superflex is still open. We'll do another Superflex Sunday stream in the morning, 9 or 10. Maybe Eric will join me for that one. I know he was going to the baseball game today, so he wasn't able to join. But until I'm sure I'll be seeing you this week once or twice, we're going to be doing a lot more content, wrapping all of that up this year. Until then, though, guys, we will catch you later. And peace. Thank you.